0: What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode five of The Joe and Joey Show. If you're new to the show, the way our show works is we have three topics each episode about sports and current events that we will discuss and debate. And if you want to see the video version of the show and watch this in person, you can go and watch us on our YouTube channel at The Joe and Joey Show. Joe, tell us where else they can find us at.
1: You can find us on iTunes and Instagram. Give us a follow. Yes, so
0: we're going to get right into it, guys. So topic number one the NBA playoffs are right around the corner with the Milwaukee Bucks leading the Eastern Conference at the number one seed with a record of 55-22, and 22, and leading the Western Conference is the Denver Nuggets with a record of 51-26. and 26. Now, Joe, we're going to start in the Eastern Conference. Who do you see coming out of the East, and give me a team in the Eastern Conference that might be a sleeper and might make some noise this year.
1: Okay. So I got um, Milwaukee coming out of the East just barely right now. I think they're going to beat Boston mm-hmm. in the conference finals.
0: Yeah, they suffered a bad loss to Boston the other night.
1: Yeah. I mean, that. yeah, that's regular season. That could have been a fluke. Um, I think Drew Holiday and Giannis had 50-point games the other night before, mm-hmm. so they were coming off a high there. But I like, I like uh, Milwaukee. Boston is definitely going to give them a run for their money. And I think Philadelphia this year, they can finally make some noise. Um, At the three seed, they might get the two seed. But Embiid, he's playing like an MVP. James Harden's averaging 20 and 10. Tyrese Maxey's elevated his game Mm -hmm. and is a a key role player. Tobias Harris. So they have names. P.J. Tucker they stole from our Miami Heat. Mm -hmm. So they have a squad that can make some noise.
0: Yeah, I really like the Philadelphia 76ers this year. I think when they win their first round series and when Boston wins their first round series, they're going to play each other in the second round. And I think Philadelphia is going to upset Boston this year. Uh, Joel Embiid, in my opinion, he's the MVP this year over Nikola Jokic. I think the voters are going to have some voter fatigue with Nikola Jokic. I don't think they're going to give it to him three years in a row. Joel Embiid is the leading scorer in the NBA this year averaging double-digit rebounds, and he's a better defender than Nikola Jokic. So that's why I think Joel is going to win the MVP, but circling back to Philadelphia and then making some noise in the playoffs, I think it's a really good matchup for them against Boston. Um, They don't have anyone that can cover Embiid. James Harden is kind of playing the John Stockton role this year. He's leading the league in assists, and he's the X-factor. If James Harden can average at least 25 points, with double digit assists, I think they can beat Boston in the second round. And they have an outsider chance to beat Milwaukee too, because they can match up Joel and be with Giannis. So what do you think about that?
1: I agree with you, Joey. And you think about it now that I'm well, now that I'm thinking about matchups, mm-hmm. I'm thinking Philadelphia matching up with Boston. You got Jalen Brown. Who can guard Jalen Brown? PJ Tucker. Who can guard Jason Tatum? PJ mm-hmm. Tucker can as well. And then you got Tobias Harris, who's a good defender. Joel Embiid protecting the paint. So when I think about it, you know, Tyrese Maxey's speed, I think about that. James Harden's not really a good defender. So I think whoever's James Harden is guarding is going to be the one that, that's going to be in attack mode. But I think defensively, Philadelphia is good. Um, I want to see offensively how Philadelphia is going to hold up in that series because Boston can light it up.
0: Yeah, that will be a great series to watch. So another first-round series that we are going to see in the Eastern Conference that's almost guaranteed is the 4-5 matchup between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the New York Knicks. And in that series, to be honest, I see the New York Knicks winning that series. I think with the addition of Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle playing at an all-star level this year, to me, they just have more talent than the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I see the Knicks coming out of that series. How about you?
1: I lean the the other way for now, just a little bit. I lean towards Cleveland, Um, Donovan Mitchell. I think he had a 70-point game this year. Mm -hmm. He has that playoff experience. I don't think New York has much playoff experience. I mean, neither does Cleveland besides Donovan Mitchell, but um, Evan Mobley, he's evolving into a a nice young player. Jared Allen can protect the rim. Darius Garland is playing at an all-star level. So, I lean towards Cleveland a little bit, but I wouldn't be surprised if New York takes that series.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a good series. You got the Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell matchup. That's going to be a fun matchup to watch. You got Julius Randle and the inside um, interior of the Cleveland Cavaliers. You got Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. That's going to be interesting as well. So, for me, the key who's going to win that series is going to be the role players. Which role players step up? I think the Knicks have a little bit more depth than the Cavaliers. They're not a really deep team. You know, the Knicks have Emmanuel Quickly, and I think they still have Derrick Rose on the team, right?
1: Yeah, he doesn't play too much anymore, but R.J. Barrett. Uh, they Yeah, R.J. Barrett, yeah. Yeah, their shooting guard, um, I'm, I'm forgetting his name right now, but he's also stepped up and is playing really well, can shoot, run the floor. So I, I'm with you. I, I lean Cleveland for now, but again, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if New York advances there.
0: Yeah, and, you know, Miami's been trying to make a push for that sixth seed. And, you know, the New York teams keep, you know, taking them out. And the Knicks, they have the Miami Heat's number. And, you know, the Heat were no slouch last year. They were the number one seed. So I really like what I see from the New York Knicks. I think they're going to upset the Cleveland Cavaliers and move on in the second round to play the Milwaukee Bucks. That's where I think their journey will end. I think Milwaukee will take out Cleveland, and we will see a Milwaukee— and either Boston or Philadelphia final. So that's what I see. I see the Knicks beating the Cavaliers, and then I see the Milwaukee Bucks playing. If I have to take a guess right now, I would probably say the Philadelphia 76ers, and then I have the Milwaukee Bucks winning the East, taking out the Philadelphia Sixers. But um, a dark horse team in the East, for me, it's either the Knicks or the Miami Heat. Reason being, the Miami Heat were the number one seed last year. They have a lot of veteran debt, a lot of playoff experience. If they can just get that three-point shot going, and they've shot the ball horrible last year, or this year, which is why they have the number seven seed. Last year, they were like the number one team in threes. So they have all the same players, and they added Kevin Love, who's a three-point shooter. So if they can get the three rolling, they could be a dark horse team and a sleeper team this year in the playoffs. So what do you think about that? So my dark horse teams are the Knicks and the Miami Heat. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I never count out our Miami Heat. Um, Eric Spoelstra in the playoffs, he adjusts really well. Um, we were number one in three-point defense and three-point shooting percentage last year. That's why
0: they were the number one seed. This yeah.
1: year, it's like been the opposite. So. Right. So, I mean, three-point percentage, that's, that's hard to maintain. You know, guys get hot throughout the year. But the defense concerns me a little bit with Miami. Jimmy Butler, star player, came out and said that they've been kind of lackadaisical on the defensive end and guys just aren't putting in those efforts. I think Spo calls it multiple efforts. It's not Mm -hmm. just one-on-one defense, it's collectively. But I'll never count them out. Like you said, I mean, Duncan Robinson's finally back in the rotation. He's making threes. So, you know, Tyler Hero can get hot. Kevin Love can get hot. Kyle Lowry's a championship point guard. So, Yeah, it's it's
0: just a weird team. Like, if we're going biggest losers in the Eastern Conference, it's got to be the Miami Heat, right? But, however, on the other side of that coin, they were the number one seed last year with the exact same team. So, they can turn it on. So, they just, you know, they've been injured this year. They don't really have a lot of continuity going right now. You know, you get a different starting lineup every single game, it feels like. so. I don't know. I feel like the Heat have underachieved, but as long as they get in the tournament, they have the potential to make some noise. I'm not saying they will, but the talent is there. The team's there. Been to the finals two of the last four years. So, you know, that's a dark horse team right there. Let's just see if they can put it together in the playoffs, right?
1: Yeah, let's go Heat.
0: All right, let's move on to the Western Conference. Like I was saying before, we got the Denver Nuggets at the top of the Western Conference. And a surprise team that is making some noise and moving up the rankings is the Los Angeles Lakers. They are two games out of the sixth seed and not having to play in the play-in tournament. So Joe, how do you see the Western Conference playing out? Other news, Kevin Durant just came back for the Phoenix Suns and they beat the Denver Nuggets the other night. How do you see the Western Conference playing out right now?
1: The Western Conference is unpredictable right now,
0: and Andrew Wiggins just came back, right? right? Yeah,
1: he returned. He returned to the Bay Area, so you got to imagine they're going to ramp him back up. You know, in practice, I don't imagine that taking very long. I'd say by the playoffs, he's ready to go. Um, he's obviously missed some time. He might not be as efficient as he was last year in that playoff run, but it's Golden State. They've won how many championships in the past five years? So. I think you can't count them out. They're still there. The Lakers have won a championship with LeBron and AD, and I don't know how healthy LeBron and AD are, so that's a little bit worrisome, but their roster is significantly better after the trade deadline with Vanderbilt, Beasley, D'Angelo Russell, guys like that. Better
0: than Russell Westbrook. The team looks a lot smoother. You know, Russell, they can shoot now and play better defense. So the team just looks better.
1: Yeah, and Westbrook, he's a ball-dominant guy, and so is LeBron. So you can't have two ball-dominant guys on the same team and expect it to work. Um, and then, I mean, you think about the Clippers. Paul George, he's out indefinitely, I guess, with a hyperextended knee. So that kind of – I had them as my dark horse team, but now that Paul George is not healthy, I'm going to have to move on to – um
0: the injury however for paul george i will say is not serious so they're going to keep him out the rest of the regular season and it's looking like right now that he may be able to play in the first round so if paul george plays in the first round that's a scary team also
1: yeah i was going to move on to a different team but if the clippers are going to get him back i'll stay with the clippers I was thinking Sacramento or Memphis, but I'd probably lean Memphis. I know they've had a a weird year with everything with John Morant. Um, They are a high seed. I think they're like the two or three seed right now. So it's hard to call them a dark horse, but they're coming. They play really well together. They've got two or three years experience together now. Jaron Jackson's an all NBA defender. John Morant's as electric as they come. Bain is a knockdown shooter. Dylan Brooks, good defender. So I'd say Dark Horse, I'd lean towards Memphis Grizzlies right now.
0: I kind of want to segue back to the Golden State Warriors, right? If they get Andrew Wiggins back, hypothetically. How do you see them matching up? Right now, they would play Sacramento. I think that's a great matchup for the Golden State Warriors in the first round. However, the weird thing about the Golden State Warriors this year is their home record is 32-8, and eight, and their away record is 9-29. and 29. So that's very... That's not normal for the Golden State Warriors. Usually they have a great home and away record. This year it's just they're great at home and they're terrible on the road. Something feels weird about this team. They're not playing the defense that they played last year, and that could be because Andrew Wiggins is their best perimeter defender and he's not there. If they do get him back, they pretty much have the same team that won the championship last year, and I see them smoking Sacramento in the first round. I see Sacramento not even winning a game if i'm being honest so what do you think
1: i think sacramento can win a couple of games it's different for them this year they okay. got mike brown coming in as head coach from the warriors
0: there's just no experience there that's
1: yeah that's that's an issue i think talent though talent wise they are a little bit better De'Aaron Fox is back he's having a great year Sabonis
0: has been a massive pickup for them
1: Sabonis that pick and roll with De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis is unstoppable he's
0: like a mini Jokic out there uh Sabonis he can pass score rebound I mean he's literally like a lesser version of Jokic you know I'm not trying to disrespect the guy but I mean he's turned that team around pretty much after they traded for him
1: yeah, and they filled their roster up with role players. They got Malik Monk, who can score. They drafted... Davion think, Mitchell. Davion Mitchell from yeah. Baylor. I think they got the Iowa kid or Keegan Murray or something like that. So they have some players on that team.
0: Harrison Barnes is still on the team. so
1: Harrison Barnes is very familiar with the Warriors. So I, I like that matchup. I think, obviously, Golden State takes that, that series, but that's intriguing. Um, I'm just... Now that we're talking about the West, I'm just thinking mm. about the Phoenix Suns with Kevin Durant.
0: Yeah, the Phoenix Suns are a team to watch out for. But I kind of want to segue to my dark horse team is the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. The Lakers have been playing amazing since, you know, they traded Russell Westbrook and they acquired Vanderbilt, D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley. LeBron James is back. And Anthony Davis, I don't know if you've noticed, but he's putting up monster numbers. If Anthony Davis can stay healthy... With LeBron James, their team now is kind of similar to how it was when they won the championship in the bubble. You know, they got rid of Westbrook. He didn't fit well. Great player, but he didn't fit well with that team. The Lakers look like they're turning the corner now. They went from not not even being in the play-in. Now they're the seventh seed, and they're two games back from the Warriors for the sixth seed, and they would play either Memphis or Denver in the first round. And I... To be honest, I like the Lakers versus both those teams. I think the Lakers can make some noise this year. I think they can upset Denver, upset Memphis, or the Sacramento Kings, whoever they play in the first round. It's going to be one of those three teams. You got LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They're probably going to be the best two players in the series, no matter who they play. So I like the Lakers to make some noise this year and at least win a playoff series, maybe two.
1: Yeah, I could see that happening. Um, I like the addition of Vanderbilt as well defensively runs at the floor and rebounds. Uh, but I don't I don't know if they can beat Denver this year. I think Denver's on a collision course to the finals. I picked them earlier a couple weeks ago on our pod and I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna stick with You're my pick. stick
0: with them coming out of the West.
1: Yeah. As, Jeez. Yeah. They they've been the most consistent all year. Jokic another M V P caliber season. But if they play the Lakers in the first round, that will be a bloodbath. That'll be a brutal series. Yep. But, I mean, LeBron James, he, he was supposed to have season-ending surgery on his foot, and then two, three mm-hmm. weeks later, he's back playing. So I, I don't know how the Lakers are mm-hmm. going to hold up.
0: So you got Denver coming out of the West. I have Golden State coming out of the West again if they get Andrew Wiggins back. That's the caveat. If they don't get Andrew Wiggins back, I am going to go with the Phoenix Suns coming out of the West. Uh, those are my top two teams this year. I just think Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, a lot of experience there, a lot of scoring, playmaking, and they got a big man. They got a big man presence, DeAndre Ayton. So I like the Phoenix Suns as the favorite if Golden State doesn't get Andrew Wiggins back. If they get Andrew Wiggins back, I got Golden State going back to the finals, but I don't have them winning this year. I would probably pick Milwaukee, whoever comes out of the West. That's how I see it. Um, you see Denver coming out of the West playing Milwaukee.
1: Yep, and I got Milwaukee winning again.
0: Yeah, Milwaukee's—they're the favorite in Vegas too. They l- just look like a juggernaut, and they're healthy, right? They yeah. got the best player in the game, Giannis. So their team is the most complete. They're even deeper this year. Yeah, the additions of Jay Crowder, Joe Ingles, you know Chris Middleton coming back, Drew Holiday dropping like forty the other day. I Fifty. Just, yeah, I, I don't see that team losing to anybody if they're healthy. And my most disappointing team in the Western Conference is the Dallas Mavericks. You have probably the two best playmaking and scoring combination in the NBA and Luka and Kyrie Irving. I mean, if they don't make even the play-in over Oklahoma City, I mean, that would
1: be a disaster. That's, that's worrying. And, you know, Jason Kidd is the head coach there. We thought when Kyrie got there that it was going to be better for them. We thought they they would be you know a top four team in the West, competing for that Western Conference Final. But Luca he's he's rattled. He's not having fun. He's not playing well up to his standards. And I think Dallas had a better team last year. Losing Jalen Brunson to the Knicks that was that was bigger than I think people thought at the time. And they're starting to realize how big of a loss that is. They lost um, finney Smith. Obviously, he's not Kyrie Irving, but he was a defender, a role player.
0: Yeah, this looks terrible on Kyrie too, right? Like, he goes yeah. to... Every team he goes to, like, they just get downgraded. Even when he went to the Celtics, they looked worse, and now the Celtics look like a championship team. Brooklyn, nothing. The only place he won was with LeBron James in his prime, and, I
1: mean, that's... You know, that's peak LeBron. Even I mean.
0: before LeBron, he can't win, so... It just looks bad on his legacy, so... Hopefully the Mavericks can at least make the play-in and do something in the playoffs because they have probably the two best scorers and shot creators in the league. You have to make the playoffs with that.
1: Yeah, playoff Luka, we need to see that.
0: All righty, so we're going to move along to topic number two. So Lamar Jackson is still a free agent, and according to Pro Football Focus, the favorite to land Lamar Jackson is the Atlanta Falcons at plus 250, followed by the Indianapolis Colts at plus 300 and the Washington Commanders at plus 450. So Joe, where do you see Lamar Jackson playing next year? Do you see him going to the Falcons or the Colts or do you see him staying a Raven? I know that, you know, negotiations have been awful in Baltimore. Lamar doesn't even want to play there anymore. You know, the Ravens are still saying he's going to be on the team next year. I just, I don't see it happening. There's too much friction there. I don't think Lamar wants to be there. So do you see... Lamar being a Colt Falcon or staying a Raven.
1: I like another team that you mentioned there. I like the Washington Commanders, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Ron Rivera last year put his quarterback on blast. He said it, he basically said it's a quarterback league. Who, when Ron Rivera went to the Super Bowl, who was his quarterback? Cam, Cam Newton. Newton, yeah, running running style quarterback. So I think Washington makes a play here. Um, the owner is trying to sell the team. Ron Rivera is kind of holding all the power right now. I like the commanders to pick up Lamar. And then once they pick up Lamar, that division is kind of up for grabs. Philadelphia's still there. They went to the Super Bowl, yeah. But now you you add Lamar Jackson to that division with Dallas, Philly, and the Giants. That's the best division in football. And I really think it's up for grabs once you get Lamar.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't know if I see him going to the commanders I would probably favor either Lamar going to the Falcons or the Indianapolis Colts, and here's why. The Atlanta Falcons are building a young nucleus there, right? They drafted Drake London. They have Cordell Patterson and Aguilar. Aguilar? Is that how you say his name? The running back? (laughs) I can't remember. Algier? Algier, yeah. He ran for almost 1,000 yards. Cordell Patterson's a great running back. You got... Kyle Pitts there, young, big tight end. We know Lamar Jackson loves to throw to the tight ends. Look at Mark Andrews. And then you have Drake London, young stud receiver from Ohio State, showed out last year as a rookie. USC. Huh? USC. Yeah, USC. So the Falcons have a good nucleus there. They have a like a good young offense that's probably ready to take the next step. And they have a lot of cap space available. They just signed um, the number one rated guard in pro football focus, Chris Lunderson. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but he was the highest rated offensive lineman last year. So you got some pieces there. I think Atlanta is in a good spot to sign Lamar Jackson. And if I he doesn't go to Atlanta, the only other team I see is the Colts. Um, I don't really see the Jets because they're still working on Aaron Rodgers, even though they don't have him yet. Freaking losers, the Jets.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hope they don't get him. They said it's, it's more than likely going to happen yeah. before the draft, so anytime now.
0: But circling back to where I think Lamar's going to go, like I was saying, either the Falcons or the Colts. The Colts just seem like they're playing musical chairs with quarterbacks the last, like, five years. You know, it was Phillip Rivers, then it was Carson Wentz. I mean, who did they have last year at quarterback? Matt Ryan. Matt
1: Ryan was benched by... Yeah. A seventh round pick
0: yeah I mean they're playing musical chairs with quarterbacks right so if they don't get Lamar Jackson they're gonna draft a quarterback you know that team they underachieved last year everybody thought they were gonna go to the playoffs and they severely underachieved so they're looking for a quarterback they don't have one so I either see the Atlanta Falcons or the Indianapolis Colts getting Lamar Jackson
1: I like the Colts for Lamar hopefully if he has to pick that would be the team Obviously the Colts have a top four, top five pick. They're gonna to have to give that up for Lamar this year. But I think you have to pull the trigger on that and and acquire Lamar Jackson from the Ravens. Um, I think the best fit for Lamar Jackson is the Ravens. Like they yeah. got the
0: best coaching staff, defense, and even their offense is not terrible. They still have Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman. Hopefully they draft a receiver, get more help for him. But the offense is tailored around Lamar Jackson.
1: It was built for him, right?
0: Yeah, they built the offense for him. So he should just stay there if he wants to win. But I know his priority is getting the money right now. You know, especially with his style of play, right? You want to secure that bag, right? Especially since he's been hurt the last two years. I understand from his perspective why he wants the money. And I also understand it from the Ravens' perspective too. As business owners, they're looking at the risk versus reward. And they want to make sure that you know, they don't pay him too much and destroy their future. Right. So I see it on both ends.
1: Yeah, it's difficult. Lamar, we want you to get that bag, man.
0: Yeah, I would have loved to see Lamar come to the Dolphins, but, you know, the Dolphins picked up Tua's fifth year, so that's not going to happen. Yeah.
1: Dolphins are set on Tua.
0: Even though the Dolphins are at plus 1000, it's just, I don't don't see it happening.
1: Let's go Dolphins.
0: (laughs) Let's go Dolphins. So hopefully Lamar gets his money, right? All right, so let's move along to topic number three. So at least seven dead in a Nashville shooting, including three kids after a transgender transgender shooter opens up fire at a Nashville Christian elementary school, according to the New York Post. Police said they received a call at 10.13 a.m. about the active shooter, later identified as Audrey Hale. With police rushing to the scene, the shooter... Had killed three students and three staffers before she was fatally struck by responding officers at 1027 a.m. So it only took them 14 minutes when they got there to subdue the shooter. I mean, this is tragic. I mean, shout out to the police officers, the Metro police officers at Nashville for subduing and getting there so quickly. And I don't know if you saw the body cam footage, but it was incredible. They didn't even hesitate they just went in there and risked their lives so shout out to the police it's just so sad to see that you know a couple nine-year-olds three kids shot dead i mean that's terrible what are your thoughts on this situation
1: yeah first of all condolences you know thoughts and prayers to the families yes 100 percent. the victims that are dealing with this nonsense right now um it's, you know, I hate to say it, but it's almost like we're going numb to it now with all these psychos shooting up schools. I think we need to invest in, in higher security. I don't think metal detectors is the answer anymore. After watching that, not even the body cam footage, but just the surveillance footage of the school, of how the shooter got into the school, mm-hmm. he or she, whatever, um, shot the glass out and unlocked the door by mm-hmm. shooting the glass out. So... I think it's bulletproof glass. I think it's higher security. I think you need to build perimeters around the schools now. For example, if there's neighbors that are living around the school, they may need to be in contact communication with the security on campus. You have to we have to protect the schools. That's that's the almost one of the most important things in our yeah, country. Yeah, we need right
0: armed now. police officers in our school that are trained with firearms. I don't care how the aesthetic looks. We need people to protect our students. Our schools are soft spots. All we have there is a sign that says gun-free zone. What is that going to do? That's not going to do anything. We need trained officers at the school to subdue psychos like this. I mean, if we have officers there, if we would have had officers there at the school this wouldn't have happened. Would they would have, have subdued would have the yeah. target and this wouldn't have happened and three young kids wouldn't have died and three teachers it's just awful
1: <sighs> yeah and i i don't want to say there's a gun problem because you know it's it might sound political and i'm not a political person but i don't you know people are the ones picking up the guns, and. Sh- and committing these mass shootings yeah the
0: gun doesn't wake up every morning and say hey i want to go kill somebody today this is a people problem man it's a
1: culture psycho mindset problem um i think we all need to be a little bit nicer to each other you never know what somebody's going through that could you know you bumping into somebody and saying hey screw you that could be the very last straw in their head and then they go off and do something like this that just affects not just victims, but people across the world.
0: Yeah, and also according to the New York Post, um, Audrey Hale had no police record of mental health problems. However, when asked if Hales identified as a trans person played a role in the deadly shooting, Metro Nashville Chief of Police John Drake said there is some theory of that, and they are looking into it. So whether it had to do with the transgender issue or not it's not even an issue whether the person whether audrey hill was transgender or not regardless of that if we had armed security at our schools this wouldn't have happened
1: yeah i agree and i think a lot of people are are trying to say well it was at a christian school she hated christian people and christian people are always trying to impose their will and i'll play devil's advocate if you will on this it seems like a lot of other stuff is being pushed these days as well, like transgenderism, like um, other stuff. And I, I don't mind if you are that or that's that's what you love, but we don't need to impose that on other people. Mm-hmm. Just let people believe in what they want to believe in and, and hold peace. Don't hate each other for it and don't gun down people that don't think like you or believe what you're thinking.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. You know, I just wish instead of sending all this money to Ukraine, that we would send money to fund our police officers, right? Give them more money, right? Give them more funding so we can have more cops, more training, so we can put them in situations like this where they can do their job and stop shootings like this. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just, I don't see why we're sending money to another country when we need the help right now. Look, our kids are suffering.
1: Yeah, dying literally
0: dying man like we're protecting another country and another country's borders while our borders are wide open and our kids are getting shot i mean this is like throw the politics out of this you want to take guns nra wants to keep guns forget that we need to protect us man at all costs so
1: yeah we need to rally
0: this just frustrates me man i was just i was like emotional about it when i saw the video i'm like this is both sides need to just you know they have so much ego their ego is just getting in the way of that,
1: like issues like this that's the problem that's the main problem is we're we're shooting ourselves in the foot we can't we hate each other's views and politics so bad for agendas everyone has an agenda right that we can't come up with a common solution or it seems like we don't even care to get it fixed
0: yeah and it's intentional too right from mainstream media and that's what the politicians want they want us divided so we can hate each other and they have stuff to run on right you watch cnn they say the republicans are evil you watch fox news they say the democrats are evil so when people see that that just brings about so much hate which is why we also need term limits right we need new fresh minds in there People that have not been in government for 50 years and have not come out millionaires on a $100,000 salary, right? We need new minds in there. People that actually want to make a difference in this country, right? So I think term limits, we need that so bad. We have it for the president. We have it for the governor. Why don't we have it for Congress, Senate? You know what I'm saying? That's
1: arguably more important than the president and governors is the people making the laws.
0: Yeah, right now, what how I see it, the politicians, are, they are the biggest threat to us because they have the potential to stop this and they're not doing anything about it. And it's all theater. They'll get up there and they'll say, oh, well, the other side's evil, blah, blah, blah. And then they don't do anything about it and they just stay in there and make millions of dollars. So, you know what? Screw these people,
1: man. We need term limits. We need a fresh start. We need a clean house. And I think the american people we need to educate ourselves a little more on how congress works and how these people are staying in power for so long we really need to understand why this is happening and try to make a difference and make a change because we need change
0: we do and we need new fresh people in there that will listen to the other side and vice versa man these people in there right now they hate each other so much they don't even listen to the other side
1: Right. No, there's no respect and when you don't respect somebody you're not going to make a deal it's just so
0: frustrating if you even look at their poll numbers on if people right now favor all the people in our government right now they have such a low poll rating like nobody likes these people like you guys are not liked because you put politics and money ahead of us the people safety and safety so it's just so frustrating man like I don't know Hopefully something gets done soon because this is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I agree. And again, thoughts and prayers and condolences to the victims. Yes. The Nashville shooting and many other school shootings.
0: Yeah, preach. Condolences to the families and shout out to the police officers putting your lives out there on the line and saving, you know many more students that could have died that day. So It's, it's
1: amazing what they did when you watched yes. that body cam. He didn't hesitate one bit. He parked the car, popped the trunk, and he was in the school. So shout out to them.
0: Yeah, shout out to them. All right, guys, that's three. Thank you for listening to the show, and we will see you on the next episode.
1: Take care, guys.